Hi folks, I'm Glenn. I'm part of the pastoral team here at Faith. You know, we're, we're living in unprecedented times. As I, as I work on my message uh, and when I was preparing for today, the death toll in the Nova Scotia shooting incident reached 22, uh, making it the de deadliest mass shooting in Canada in, the, in our history. And it happened in rural Nova Scotia. I mean, that's staggering. Um, I quite honestly don't know how to wrap my head around that. It adds a depth of sorrow to an already troubling pandemic. So this morning we, we mourn with those who mourn and we weep with those who weep. And we share the hope that we have in Christ. We are not alone in this. Psalm 46, starting at verse 1, says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help us in times of trouble. So we will not fear when the earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. We, we live in a day as believers when we need to hear from God and, and be led by the Spirit as never before. In her message last week, Pastor Jordan said, we're saved to be sent. And that's never been more needed than in a time like today. You know, it's dark out there. But listen to what Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 and 16 says. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and, and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. It, it's about being on mission. It's about taking steps. It's, it's about loving our neighbors. It's about speaking life. It's about carrying hope. I want to encourage you this morning that that God is behind us in all of this. God doesn't just, just call us. He empowers us. We may, we may not notice it. We may not see it in the process, you know, as it's happening. But we can trust that God is at work. And even while we're waiting, his spirit inside of us, active and speaking through us. That's God at work. The book of Luke and Acts, I'm going to teach you for a second here. The book of Luke and Acts were written by the same guy, Luke. He was probably a doctor and he was writing these two letters to Theophilus. So we have the book of Luke, the gospel, and then the sequel to that is the book of Acts. So Luke ends up, ends with, with Jesus appearing to his disciples and telling them to wait in Jerusalem for the gift that the father would send. So Luke chapter 24, verse 29 says, And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So it's kind of, it's that stay here kind of a sense of wait. There's a pause in the plans. The book of Acts opens with a recap, but with some further instructions. So when we go to the sequel, the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 3 to 5, it says, During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once, while he was eating with them, he commanded them, 
do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. In the NIV, it says, but wait for the gift my Father promised. And it says, as I told you before, John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So the instructions that Jesus gave his disciples was to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. Don't leave Jerusalem. They, they had their mission, and, and Jesus had promised to be with them. He had sent them out, and now he was going to pour out his spirit to them. This happened, and it was recorded in Acts chapter 2. And we have how, how the promise of the Father was, was poured out 2,000 years ago on those 12 disciples and those others that were gathered with them in the upper room. And it truly was empowerment for witness. They turned their world upside down. God was with them. And God is with us today. His power, his power in us. His power working through us. It's interesting what was happening in that period of time between when, when Jesus told them to, to go and when he poured out his spirit. While they were waiting, what was happening? What was the process? Because there was definitely a process. Acts chapter 1 verse 14 in that same chapter, it says, They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, with his brothers. Now, our Pentecostal predecessors would call this tarrying, waiting and praying. They were waiting on God. They were spending time seeking to be filled with his spirit, filled with him, seeking to hear from God and to, to respond to that. It was a crazy time for them, but they focused and they gathered and they prayed. Now, Martin Luther, he was really the father of the Protestant Reformation He's quoted as saying, I have so much to do today that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. That sounds counterintuitive to me or to us. I mean, we think we have so much to do, we don't have time to pray. I would say we need both. We need to spend time in prayer and we, be, we need to be prepared for action. But can you imagine Martin Luther saying, I've got so much to do. I'm going to start the day. I'll spend the first three hours in prayer. So while we're waiting, now I don't know about you, but I don't like waiting. I'm not a big fan of waiting. For example, I like to drive. I enjoy driving, but honestly, I don't like traffic lights because you sit there and you wait. And, and, and if I'm heading to or from work and there's an incident on the bridge, I have been known to drive 15 or 20 minutes out of my way just so that I can still be moving instead of spending five or 10 minutes waiting in traffic. I don't like waiting. I like flying, especially that the takeoff. You know that moment when it sucks you back into the seat and you, and you feel the, the wheels just lift off of the runway? I love that feeling. But I typically hate the layovers in the airport. You're just sitting and waiting. It drives me crazy. I'm also a bit of a handyman. I love working with my hands. One of the projects that I'm working on right now is actually I'm refinishing the cabinets in our kitchen. It's a COVID project, but I like working with my hands. But I have to exercise self-control because I don't like waiting for the paint to dry between layers. Like I'll get one done and, and I've been known to ruin a finished job because I rushed it too much or I handled something before the paint was dry. 
I'm getting better, but still. Even putting the clear coat over the stain too soon and, and, and ruining it. But I know, I know, I have issues. Everybody has their issues. That's one of mine. I get that. But I'm learning in my old age to try to appreciate the moments when I don't feel productive. I'm actually learning to rest and relax in airport layovers instead of getting frustrated. I'm learning to roll with traffic. If it's backed up, it's no big deal. It's, a, it's an opportunity to just stop for a minute, pause, and be okay with not being busy or productive. I'm learning to take my time and allow the finish to cure before handling it. And I'm doing better at that. The results are worth it, although I still push it and make mistakes sometimes. I'm learning to wait. One of the things that stood out to me in my devotions that I was doing in this past week, uh, I was reading in the, in the Old Testament, and where it talks about in the law this idea of Sabbath, about Sabbath rest and, and the different... Um, festivals and, and that they did that were part of a rhythm that God had set up. And these were mandated by God for his people. And it was, it was included the, his, the Israelites, it included the people that were working for them, it included their animals, it included their land. And he said, do no regular work on these days. Don't harvest on those Sabbath years, etc. And that's, that's the way he set it up. Now, we would think, well, that's not very productive. We would think, well, those moments are wasted time. But just because we're not working in those moments does not mean that nothing is happening. The Sabbaths allow rest, refreshing, rejuvenation. It, it, it was to be a time of worship. I mean, for us, a, a moment of pause can, can bring that same rest and rejuvenation and, and refreshing to our souls. And often, a good dose of perspective, body, soul, and spirit. It's learning to let go and allow God to be God and us to be his followers. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. In the New King James Version, it says, verse 31 says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. It says, they that wait upon the Lord. I mean, that's specific. That's intentional. And it leads to something. It leads to empowerment, strength, endurance, and action. Because as we wait on God, we, we, as we rest in an environment of his presence, Something rises within us. And as we repeat that process, it gets even better. When I think of being in prayer, in reflection, openness to the Holy Spirit, when we do that, you know, you rise to your full potential when you allow those things to happen. Waiting isn't easy. It involves trust and it involves obedience. Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14. It says, Yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Now, now that's trust. Uh, confidence in the goodness of God, even in the midst of trials. I mean, man, we need that, we need that now in our current circumstances more than ever. 
in this season, man, in, that we're in in this region, we desperately need that. We need to see the Lord's goodness in this season. And, and folks, I believe we are seeing God's goodness in this season. I believe we are seeing God's goodness in the land of the living. He is faithful. And then the next verse, 14 says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous and wait patiently for the Lord. Wait and be brave and courageous. We don't often put those together. But, but this isn't sitting on the couch waiting for, for God to drop things in our lap. It's, this is a process of, of trusting God, of, of submitting to, to his plans and purposes, submitting to his leading, his timing, his agenda, his best plans, and his power. The courage to surrender our agenda to his agenda and that willingness to, to obey and respond, that's, that's special. There's power in that. I mean, there are times, <laughs> confessions of your carnal pastor here, there are times that I don't wait on God and seek his plans because, because I'm already so busy in my own plans, I, d- I don't have time to ask God about his plans. Now, I'm realizing that Activity doesn't equal obedience. There's, there's times when activity does not equal obedience. But God will guide. God will, will speak as we learn to hear his voice and listen to him and have the courage to walk in obedience. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently. But I don't want us to get, I'll say paralyzed, paralyzed by this thought either. I don't want us to think that we can't do anything unless we have this thus saith the Lord kind of a moment or a revelation from him with a specific do this, do this, do this. I don't want this message to be taken as an excuse to do nothing because we're waiting on God. That's, that's not what I mean. God is actually out there in our future waiting for us to arrive. It's like when we wait on God, it's, it's, it's to get a revelation, but it's like God's already there. It's, it's waiting on God is, it, it leads to action. It empowers us. It, it gives us direction. It mobilizes the saints as we trust him. It puts us in a place where we need to be brave and courageous and willing as we wait. We've been encouraged to stay home as much as possible during the COVID-19 pandemic. It's frustrating at times. But that provides a unique opportunity. Maybe, maybe it's a chance to consider what we can do while we're waiting. I, I've, I've seen a bunch of posts on Facebook and about how much weight people are gaining while in self-isolation. It's not just the haircuts. <clears throat> There's also posts about people who are getting in better and better shape during this because they're taking the time to rest and exercise. But here's the thing. It's the same conditions and same opportunity for both. But what people decide to do with that time greatly changes the outcome. It's what we do while we're waiting. Now, according to the book of Acts, like I read earlier, Jesus' followers waited and prayed. They were desperate for God to fill them. And God filled them with power from heaven and they transformed their world. In this season of staying home, let's seize the opportunity to pray 
and seek God and be open to whatever he has for us. You know, with, with things changing on almost a daily basis, we need God's wisdom. We need God's leading. We need the God's power leading us through every single day. We need to be led by the Spirit and allow him to direct our days as he sees fit because we can't see what's coming next. I don't want to just rush forward into my day with no thought of where it may lead. I want to just go through the motions expecting everything to sort itself out. I want to be in that sweet spot of faith where who I am and what I do are a direct reflection of who he is and what he is doing. Folks, we will get through this season, however long it may be. We will continue to be Faith City Church. Faith will continue to be our foundation. City will continue to be our mission. And church will continue to be who we are called to be. Let's take our time on a daily basis while we're waiting to connect with God. Let's be intentional. Let's get practical and, and, and let's believe that God will speak, that we will indeed, indeed hear from him, that he will lead us through this, this maze that we are walking through right now and that he will empower us in Jesus' name. There's, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And we're ever more aware of that with each passing day and each passing moment. There's something that, that kind of came to me this week, and I don't know where I'm stealing this from because somebody else mentioned it first. But I want to bring this thought out because it, it really stuck with me. In, in the story of creation, it talks about it in Genesis that... that you know, the world was formless and desolate, but it describes it in one of the translations of the Bible. It says that the spirit was hovering over the chaos. Folks, I get a sense that there's a lot of chaos happening around us. There's a lot of things that just don't seem to make sense and there's so much upheaval. But I get a sense that the presence of God, the spirit of God is hovering over that. And just like in the creation story, God says, let there be light. And when he did, things changed. And, and, and the transforming power of God and the transforming power of the Spirit was manifest in creation. Folks, we live in a day, of age, day and age when I believe the Spirit of God is hovering over our city, over our region, over our promise, over our province. And as we, as we trust in him, as we believe in him, as we seek desperately for him while we're waiting, I believe God will fill us with the power and we will see him speak life over our communities, over our, our province, our region, our nation, over our very lives. So let's together believe for God to speak, let there be light into the darkness of our situations and be in partnership with him and walk with him in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you real quick. God, I thank you for your presence and I thank you for the power of your spirit. God, we just pray that you will help us in the midst of those times when we find that we're not as productive, we're, we're not as active, that we have moments. Lord, help us not to waste those, but help us, God, to just to embrace and engage and be a part of what you're doing. Lord, we want to be right in the middle, right in that sweet spot. So God, I thank you that you not only call us, but Lord, you empower us. 
So Lord, we're desperate for your strength and your power and your guidance in this season. Use us for your glory. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless.